0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air, I'm Alex Hoyer. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency has plans to break ground on a $1.75 billion complex in North St. Louis this year. But this growing industry has implications for realms outside of national security, from satellites to GPS to food and water security. We'll hear about some of the latest innovations happening in St. Louis. Joining me in studio are David Burzik, Chief of the NGA West Office of Corporate Communications, and Ken Olive, Vice President for Research and the Director of the St. Louis University Research Institute. David and Ken, thank you both for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. David, I want to start with you. Uh, geospatial is, sud- is a term that really seems out of reach. What is it?
1: In a nutshell, uh, geospatial we use it to describe activities or events that are occurring someplace um, in space and time. There are two components when you start talking about a geospatial activity. There's a location, so typically there might be a latitude and longitude, and then there's a time component associated with that. So it's, bas- it's primarily a snapshot of event and activity or um, some other type of uh, item of interest.
0: So, can you give an example of some of the things that the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency does? Uh,
1: we provide, um, we talk about that geospatial intelligence. We look at that imagery and imagery derived intelligence that we provide uh, decision advantage to our warfighters, to our policymakers, to first responders, um, so that uh, we can go ahead and further uh, national security interests. And when you say decision advantage, what do you mean by that? Um, we give our policymakers, either at the national level or our war fighters, um, an understanding of the context of the situation that they're gonna go into. Uh, for example, or even for first responders, if uh, um, firefighters are going in to fight a wildfire, then we can provide the imagery, we can show what was there beforehand, show where things are currently, um, maybe using some analytic techniques to show hot spots, so they know where to apply that, uh, that retardant or fight the fire first or where there might be structures that are in danger. So we provide them that, that context and that situational awareness of the environment. I think a lot of people think that NGA
0: only does stuff abroad uh, in other countries related to intelligence gathering, but as you're describing, uh, there are certain domestic activities as well.
1: That's correct. And we can't do that on our own. As a member of the intelligence community, there are laws that restrict what we can do domestically, but in response to another federal agency, such as uh, the Federal Emergency Management Agency or FEMA or Department of Homeland Security, if they request our assistance, uh, for example, uh, for uh, flooding response or um, responding after tornadoes or other types of natural disasters. And and I mentioned wildfires. We use that a lot, especially because using some of the uh, technologies that are available on commercial satellites, such as the infrared, we can identify those hotspots and really help direct that effort. Ken,
0: what are some uh, activities that SLU is involved with, with this endeavor of geospatial uh, here in St. Louis?
2: Uh, So St. Louis University uh, is in the process of defining a set of big idea priority research areas, and geospatial research training and innovation has emerged as one of those leading big idea areas, Uh, and we have faculty around the university who are using geospatial tools to take on um, important problems facing the world, Uh, so things like understanding uh, health disparities using geospatial technologies, um, understanding food and water security around the world, or even things like um, urban economic development and poverty uh, in, the, in the city of St. Louis. And then so how does SLU
0: coordination or cooperation with NGA specifically come into play?
2: So we have what's called a collaborative research and development agreement with, with the NGA, which is essentially an agreement that we're going to partner um, around research and training. Um, so our scientists work with scientists at the NGA around topics of common interest.
0: What kinds of jobs are involved with geospatial? Um, In other words, students who would go to SLU to learn the
2: craft, what kinds of jobs might they be able to get? Um, So it's a it's an extremely quickly burgeoning industry um, and so the, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency itself is a major employer obviously of, of um, individuals with these kinds of uh, expertise but there's also a very important geospatial industry uh, which is growing up very quickly um, and has an important location here in St. Louis. Um, so students from, um, from St. Louis University and other regional universities um, are gaining a set of skills that allows them to really play play a very important role, um, filling a need that many, many companies uh, face right now.
0: I was uh, doing some research on some of the jobs that are available at NGA right now, and and I came across maritime analyst, IT operations analyst, IT software developer, and a photogrammatist. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a photogrammatist?
1: A uh, photogrammatist is uh, basically someone who does photo analysis, um, looking at the, the techniques and the think viewmaster in the old days where you have an image and you have two images there and you have a stereo look at it so that you can see it comes in three dimensions so you can understand what's there a little bit and be able to see uh, get some information from there perhaps maybe what time of day a a, a photo was taken because of the angle the sun Uh, just now apply that to that same type of technology looking at an image understand from a couple of different angles understanding what's on the ground around that and being able to get any sorts of type of information from that, that photo or that image.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, now, David, with NGA, it's been in the news for a long time here in St. Louis related to uh, where would the new uh, West headquarters be? Would it be across the river in Illinois, or would it be uh, here in St. Louis? So it, it's been a long road to get to where we are now. But for people who might not be aware of the footprint of NGA in St. Louis, uh, first of all, how many people are employed here by NGA?
1: Now, we have around 3,100 people here in the St. Louis area, and then an additional uh, six to 700 people that we have another campus at, in Arnold.
0: And uh, the main headquarters, is it called the main head- headquarters or it's just called the East headquarters uh, that, that would be in Virginia?
1: Our main, our headquarters mm-hmm. it is, is in uh, Springfield, Virginia on the Fort Belvoir campus. And uh, across the agency, we have about 14,500 people. And that's throughout. So we have roughly, you know, 3,100, 3,200 of those people here in the St. Louis region. And I mentioned in the introduction of this segment that
0: uh, breaking ground will occur sometime this year. Can you give a timeline of, of what NGA's operations are going to be here in terms of the construction of the of the new campus in North St. Louis?
1: The uh Currently, the the Corps of Engineers, they awarded that contract uh, to the joint venture McCarthy HIT, and they're in the process of receiving some of the uh, the documents, the contract documents that are required for submittal. Um, I think my understanding is, speaking to the project team, they're still waiting for that uh, um, schedule from the contractor, but we are anticipating a groundbreaking sometime uh, late summer or early fall with work to begin by the end of this year on the site. I have a photo of the rendering that was released uh, yesterday of
0: the new NGA campus. I'm looking at it uh, right now, and it's uh, beautiful. Uh, the first thing that jumped out to me was uh, that the landscaping is beautiful, uh, but the, the buildings seem very much, um, they're rectangular. Uh, there is parking on the roofs of, uh, of these buildings. Uh, there are three big primary buildings, it looks to me uh what can you generally say about about the buildings and and the renderings that were released yesterday
1: the uh, the renderings pretty much uh, indicate I think the the care that the uh, the contractor team took into looking at uh, our requirements, looking at also the uh, the desire to go ahead and, and fit into the landscape and not to have something that wasn't going to fit, not, not to have something that was just gonna be this block that now exists in this city environment. I think they took a lot of care to go ahead and make something that was uh, that would serve our mission needs, but that also would still be visually attractive.
0: I, I wanna get a sense from both of you on this, but I'll start with you, David. What do you think will be the impact of of having NGA with the surrounding community, what what will the impact to the surrounding community be?
1: Part of the um, in, in the recent years, and it started with uh, Director Cardillo, and actually pre- before him with uh, Ms. Long when she was the NGA director, we've um, really had a focus on looking a little bit more at those partnerships that we have to have, and in, in, in that um, in in the job that we do, in providing that geospatial intelligence to our mission partners, recognizing that. We couldn't do that on our own. It would require, and I think yesterday was a fine example of how we have to partner with academia and industry to go ahead and, and build that, that geospatial ecosystem. And this, what we're trying to do, the way we need to interact with partners and be more open and flexible and how we provide that decision advantage to the, that customer set I mentioned earlier is uh, I think is in, it, it indicated here with that building and it shows ab- that how we're trying mm-hmm. to move forward with that.
0: What about the effect on the North St. Louis community though? Um,
1: I, I mean, we're putting, we're doing our part. <laughs> I mean, we have the, uh, the building, we're putting that investment in and um, former director Cardillo decided that that was the best location for uh, mission efficiency and mission flexibility. And um, we committed that we would uh, be good neighbors uh, we're interacting a lot more with some of the schools in the local areas and uh, really trying to go ahead and build some partners now so that when we get into that new building when we say we're going to be more open, that we, we have an idea of how that's going to work.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and can the effect on uh, having NGA here on the community, both in North St. Louis and, and more broadly?
2: I think potentially transformative on both sides. Um, in, in North St. Louis, I mean, former Director Cardillo, um, was very clear in selecting that site that um, it was important to have a very significant impact on the um, very impoverished area of North St. Louis um, and that the NGA's campus would be a major factor in that. Of course, there's a lot of things that we need to do right and do well in order to make sure we're fully capitalizing on that opportunity for the all citizens of St. Louis. Um, and St. Louis University is happy to play a role. We're a Catholic, um, urban, Jesuit university. We have faculty across the university who um, understand and care deeply about the challenges facing urban communities, including in St. Louis, and we're happy to to partner with the city, um, with the NGA to be um, a resource um, with that. On More broadly, um, I think you can't underestimate the importance of the the geospatial uh, community that has evolved here in St. Louis. There's a very important conversation underway right now at the the level of the mayor's office, um, Governor Parson, um, and industry leaders uh, around the region in terms of positioning St. Louis as a leading center for geospatial in the country. Um, And I think the conference that we held yesterday was really testament um, to the enthusiasm and the momentum that's behind that.
0: And as you mentioned, uh, as uh, has been mentioned a couple of times, there was that conference here in St. Louis yesterday, and the director of the NGA was in town at all uh, as well. Uh, we'll continue this conversation in just a moment with SLU's Ken Olif and the NGA's David Berzik in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7
2: KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at
0: ChooseWood.com. And now back to our conversation with St. Louis University Vice President for Research, Ken Oliff, and National Geospatial Intelligence Agency Representative, David Berzik. We've heard a lot in the news, David, about uh, funding for a border wall uh, that, that uh, President Trump wants. And there's been talk of uh, potentially Redirecting funds that have been committed to other projects—is that a possibility that that might happen to the construction of NGA?
1: Uh, Alex, we have not been informed that the we would have any, that our funds for the new construction are at risk, and I think that's indicated by the uh, contract award. Uh, little over uh, almost two weeks ago now by the Corps of Engineers so the the, the funding that we need to go ahead and proceed with uh, with the construction is available and has been now uh, available to award a contract all right you had mentioned uh, a little bit before
0: we we took the break that there's an effort to make ngA a little bit more open and and we had talked about that before we went on the air what do you mean by that
1: the uh, Part of what we do is there is so much information that, uh, and so many of the activities that we re- rely on our partners, on either from industry or from academia, to go ahead and make those services available to the nation. And is in the current environment we're in, where it's such a secure environment, uh, it's very difficult to look at either emerging technologies, uh, such as. Um, automation or artificial intelligence or uh, building apps to go ahead and help us go ahead and manage all the data that's out there that we need to look at and analyze to go ahead and make assessments and provide that information. And so the way to do that, the way that we feel is necessary to do that is we have to kind of make it, we have to make it easier for our partners to get in our doors, to share those technologies, to share those intellectual thoughts and those ideas and how to move forward uh, and then being able to test those theories in an operational environment. So that's the, the new facility will be built with that in mind to go ahead and allow a little bit easier access both from people and with the technologies that we can go ahead and really make some strides forward in, in managing just the huge amount of data that's out there. At the new campus, will there be any public
0: access? I'm thinking something like a visitor center
1: there's going to be a visitor center and uh, and that's a good question that's because one of the things that we are looking at how we can have a a building that is um, primarily outside of what we would consider our secure uh, area in the building where folks could have a little bit we could interact a little bit more with um, with school kids or things like that or interact maybe a little bit more with um, classes if we're sometimes now a lot of times if we have some of our folks that are adjunct professors um, they always have to go to the school where sometimes it might be a benefit to bring the class to our campus and we're looking at how we can go ahead and make that available and build that facility into the new campus.
0: I had also noticed that there was a soccer field on on the rendering as as well. Will will any part of the new campus be underground because just looking at the rendering now it, it doesn't and I'm not an architect, of course, but but it doesn't look quite big enough to fit all of the employees that are here in St. Louis.
1: Um, Alex, I don't know enough about the specific details of that to be able to answer that question. Fair enough. Um, Ken, what has you most
0: excited about uh, this growth of NGA in St. Louis, there at St. Louis University?
2: Um, I think that we're witnessing the evolution of a set of tools, um, scientific tools that will enable us both St. Louis University and the academic community more generally um, to have its, a dramatically higher impact on the problems that we care about. Uh, one of the things I've learned from from Dave and others um, about the geospatial enterprise is that everything happens somewhere at some time. Um, True. And this it's obvious but um, but with these kinds of tools, we have the ability to map, understand, and predict um, a whole variety of phenomenon um, that, that don't immediately uh, occur to us. So I think what's exciting about it is, you know, as I mentioned, we're a urban Jesuit research university. We've been in the city of St. Louis for 200 years. We have faculty who study urban challenges, food and agriculture, um, public health, disease outbreaks, so on and so forth. And now what we're seeing is the evolution of a new set of technologies that allow us to have an outsized impact in moving these topics forward, ultimately for the betterment of, of humanity.
0: What have you found uh, the reaction among uh, potential students or maybe students who are there who are interested in getting involved in geospatial?
2: Uh, there's huge interest. Um, as I mentioned, it's a burdening, burgeoning industry. Um, and so these are really interesting problems um, and, and and tools that our students get to engage with. So learning how to build drones and fly drones and then collect data and then what do you do with that data to understand really it's interesting challenges. Um, and then um, there's a really significant need for talent um, and so our students have significant opportunities available to them uh, once they graduate. David, uh-
0: the NGA is often referred to as a spy agency, and uh, when I was doing some background reading for this, I came across a 2017 Foreign Policy magazine art- article, and there was the quote, and it said, the NGA remains by far the most shadowy member of the big five spy agencies, which include the CIA and the National Security
1: Agency. What's your reaction to that quote? We, Alex, we exist. We are a, uh, we are a Department of Defense combat support agency. We provide direct support to the warfighter. We provide safety of navigation information to military and government pilots and to the, the Navy and the maritime folks, and we just uh, um, we're a member of the intelligence community because of some of the support that we provide the national policymakers, but uh, that's, that's not what we do. Right
0: and uh, I took a bit of an issue with the with the term shadowy because I think that implies intent um, but but it also occurred to me that that uh, people know what the CIA is people know what the FBI is but I bet if you did a survey of of the spy agencies that not as much not as many people would know about NGA
1: why do you think that's the case um, NGA was came together in 1996 as a National Imagery and Mapping Agency that came about about after Desert Storm when there were a number of different organizations to include the services that all had imagery analysts um, the the uh, decision makers at the national level decided we needed a single agency to go ahead and represent those interests so uh, the National Imagery and Mapping Agency was formed then out and included Defense Mapping Agency when when in that then became NGA a few years later. When we absorbed all of those uh, elements into that single agency, we got really good at stopping at talking about what it was we did and, and mm-hmm. who we were. Um, oftentimes to our detriment, because you end up with words like shadowy and people thinking that there was no intent there to necessarily hide behind anything or hide who we were and what we did. We just didn't talk about it and nobody asked about it. and we just got really good at not talking about it.
0: One of the things that NGA was involved with that, of course, wasn't known at, at the time, but was in, in 2011, the, uh, the raid on Osama bin Laden's compound in Abbottabad, uh, Pakistan, where NGA constructed a, a, a model, a replica, to help uh, our, our people in Pakistan uh, kill Osama bin Laden. And I think that was when... Uh, people kind of realized, oh, that's one of the things that they do, but but there is so much more that that they do. Um, we only have about a minute left, but Ken, uh, do do you agree that there's this kind of mystique uh, that that students have about potentially working with NGA, or or do you think that that is being dispelled as time goes on?
2: My sense is that it is being dispelled. Um, I mean, we have great collaborative relationships with with NGA staff. Um, you know, there's also the NGA is is only one piece of the geospatial ecosystem. You have a whole set of companies here in St. Louis that work closely with the NGA that hire our students, um, and again are, are applying these technologies to a whole set of real world challenges.
0: What would you say are some of the one, two, or three other employers that really employ geospatial uh, skills?
2: Um, so one, a major one is uh, Boeing here here in St. Louis, um, uh, particularly Boeing Autonomous Systems. Uh, Esri is the leading uh, GIS mapping software company, um, and they were both represented at the conference that we held yesterday.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank both of you for joining me. David Berzik, chief of the NGA West Office of Corporate Communications, and Ken Olive, uh, vice president for research and the director of the St. Louis University Research Institute. Thank you both for being here.